0: I just want to put it out there that um, I hate the European song, uh, Eurovision Song Contest oh, um, with, with passion. I know that Zephyr agrees with me on this.
1: I've never yeah, even listened to it. I refuse. Listen, you watch it. You guys are clearly too straight. Um, <laughs> song- <laughs>
2: uh.
1: Sidetracked, the music podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to episode five of the Sidetrack Music Podcast, um, and this is the first episode we're recording across across the oceans, well, an, an ocean. Um, <laughs> I'm in Canada at the moment, um, here for uni. Um, Zach, uh, mu- music
1: music college must be starting soon. It is. It is indeed. Um, got freshers next week. Um, very excited for that.
2: And uh, Zephyr, well, school starts tomorrow, so <laughs> yeah, mm, fun. <laughs> back to school because i'm younger than you guys (laughs) so uh this week zach sets the brief um so zach what, what have you set for us
1: well i was thinking um on this podcast we've spoken a lot about older music and i wanted to bring it back to the modern scene the modern pop scene so i decided to set the global top 50 brief um your favorite song currently on the billboards global top 50 um and uh yeah, it looks like we've got some good ones lined up. It's gonna be a great episode. So um I believe we're gonna start with Zephyr. Zephyr, what have you brought for us today?
3: So I've brought Peaches, which is I think the fifth single from um Justin Bieber's new album, which is um I've completely forgotten the name of because I'm smart. Um <laughs> it was released um in March though, this year. Um so it's pretty it's pretty new. I mean, as most of these songs will be, because they're the global top <laughs> fifty. So they're all very current. Um, but this song's it the reason why it's my favorite from the album was because it was more kind of leaning into the R and B kind of side of the well, the kind of music that we like more, which is R and B is all kind of jazz and all that sort of influences. Um so yeah, this one's a bop and it's also got daniel caesar who's one of my favorite singers um he's also canadian if because justin bieber is canadian which is linking to jules because jules is in canada currently uh, um yeah but i actually think this is one of justin bieber's greatest songs actually because i'm not a huge fan of most of his pop music but this one is is quite cool and it's quite groovy it's actually quite funky as well um which I like. The drumming's yeah. quite funky. And Justin Bieber actually did the drumming on the, this because he's actually quite a talented drummer, which is quite cool. Um, no, I, agree. So, yeah. um, I
1: didn't, I didn't... I found him a bit annoying before um, this came out. Um, but I think, you know, the fact that he's kind of delving into different styles and the collaboration with Daniel Caesar was just on point. Also, the album was called Justice, um, for those of you who... Boy wonder. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: that is what it's called. I'm yeah. Yes. I've I'm, I'm draw I'm drawing blanks, but I uh, also it's called Givion, so uh, who's also a really cool singer um and he's from America. So, yeah, well, here's Peaches and we'll talk about it a bit more. And I'll be right
1: here with you to I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah shit. I get my weed from California.
3: That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah, badass bitch. I get my light right from the south. Yeah, yeah that shit. You ashire.
0: All I could want, all I could
2: wish for, nights alone that we miss more. Days we save as souvenirs. There's no time, I want to make more time. I give you my whole life. Left my girl, I'm in my door. Hate to leave a colors. So that was Peaches by Justin Bieber um i mean and the main thing i missed about this song was it's kind of it's, it's quite a kind of dreamy and like ethereal vibe they, they used like a huge amount of reverb in the production so the kind of echoey effect that you can hear it's like on, on all the kind of piano and all that um and it just gives yeah it's kind of very i don't know surreal or something like that spacious um, maybe
3: it's quite yeah, spacious. spacious that's, that's a yeah. good word mm. yeah yeah mm. lovely <laughs> um yeah i know <laughs> i i do i like that the synths and stuff the pads that they're using are really nice um they kind of yeah like you said they kind of ethereal and they kind of really fill out that space and like when you listen mm-hmm. to it with headphones it's kind of i think they do a lot of nice panning as well so you kind of hear the it kind of on the different ears and stuff and it's, it's just really nice um and also i really like the laid back groove the drums are kind of they're not pitting every note. They're kind of slightly behind the beat. It feels very relaxed. It's very chill. It feels like you're on the beach, maybe, in California. I mean, the lyrics also yeah. um, are quite... They they give you that sense of, oh, everything's all right. It's summer. It's chill. I mean, it's very of the time, I guess, as not it? Coming mm. out of lockdown, being in the sun. Mm. I mean, more in America because they're in California. It's nice weather. But, you know, yesterday was nice weather. <laughs> the only nice yeah. weather of the sun, the summer <laughs> in the UK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but you, you're right that whole um vibe that the song has it really suits um daniel caesar's voice in this um he's also also features as well as justin bieber um and he has this really nice section i think he has like a verse to himself and a chorus um and um yeah it's like just really beautiful uh layered vocals i love his voice um it's one of my favorite singer songwriters out there um and yeah it just Really, really beautiful song. Um, yeah, good choice, good choice.
2: Yeah, and uh, I don't know, if did we say, but it came in at, was it 39th in the top 50 at the time? Of recording? Yeah, at,
3: at, at time of recording, it's 39th, but it, ha- it did, I think, reach number one in quite a few countries, actually. Um, I'm going to see if I can bring how many countries. So it was, it was number one in Australia, it was number one in Canada. That's a big, big,
2: big music market. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. it was awesome a number places, one yeah.
3: in lots of Canadian billboards, actually. Um, it was number one <laughs> in Denmark, um, interestingly. I mean, wow. they listen to a lot of English music, I guess. Um, I, I thought it was number, number one, one globally at some point. It was number one globally, yeah, on global the Global 200. Oh, right. Okay. Um, fair, yeah, fair so it, it was big when it came out. And it was also global. No, it was also number one in India and Ireland as well. Oh, and oh, right. the Netherlands and New Zealand and Norway. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, the list goes on. I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> I think it sure was number one Long number story countries. short, it went
2: pretty high in the charts. Uh, we should also say yeah. at the time recording, um Drake's new album has just come out, so the charts are heavily distorted. And Donder uh, as well, much, Kanye's new album. Yeah. Yeah, so the, mm. the charts are quite distorted, but anyway, okay, so we'll move on we'll move on to my song, which actually came out um in October twenty twenty, so almost a year ago. Mm. Um so I was quite surprised to find it still hanging in at number thirty two on the charts. And the song is Levitating, uh, featuring Da Baby, uh, but uh, mainly by Dua Lipa. Um and this is a, a really, really funky um tune, as as per usual on the podcast. Um mm. <laughs> but I it's, it's just it's incredibly, incredibly catchy. That was the first thing that I like, even just I I think I got some like adverts for it or something on um and uh, it was just kind of the chorus or something, and it was always stuck in my head. And eventually, when I listened to the whole tune, it was, it was um, I don't know it's, it's got it's got kind of variety, um, like the the verse itself. You know, it's just pretty, pretty uh, like clean in terms of um, what instruments yeah. are involved. You know, it's just many kind of bass um, and the voice, but then it gets into the chorus, which is kind of big. The, the kind of synth sounds it's very powerful. So I think we'll, we'll just we'll just play that now so that you get the vibe in case you're not uh, hearing it and then we'll talk a bit more about it Off. so that was levitating by jurelipa um it has been brought to my attention that uh that uh, G- uh has made some uh pretty controversial and homophobic statements recently so we just want to point out we do not condone anything uh, that he said in light of that um but uh yeah we're here to talk about the music which is mainly jurelipa G- um so Zach, you've got some some chord analysis um oh yeah as usual um,
1: as usual um go to theory corner um yeah uh, uh, this is just this song is everything you want from a dance track um i noticed that one of the things that makes this track so funky um is the use of only minor chords in this progression um which is ah there's something about it that makes it sound so funky um i'll play the chords for you now they are um b minor then f sharp minor seven then e minor seven Um, and just played in the rhythm, like, um, in the chorus, it's like, um, ah, just what a, what a bop, as Zephyr would say. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, I I haven't got much more to say about that. Just, uh, minor chords using owner minor chords in your progressions will make your song sound funky. So, uh, um, there you go. That's it. That's my songwriting tip of the week.
3: (laughs) I really like the, the 80s sort of influence that Jira Leeper always brings to her music. Um, mm. To us, I can't really think of an example of it in this song, but a lot of the synths she uses and like kind of the sounds, I guess, if, if you want to be more broad, um, a lot of the sounds she uses kind of emulate those kind of 80s retro synths. And I just think they're kind of cool. And they're very, like you said, kind of dancey and funky. And it's, mm. it kind of makes everything groovy. And I really like that she's kind of bringing that back to pop
1: um it's it's very very disco-y um actually i've noticed that there's a lot of 80s influences on the scene right now like the weekend uses lots of kind of 80s synth sounds um uh okay that's the only one i can think of off the top of my head <laughs> um but i'm sure there are more um yeah
2: i thought yeah there's a there's a really cool sound kind of at the beginning it's like kind of you know like a it's like i think it must have initially started out as someone going like whoa 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 but they've like synthesized mm. it and um that's a pretty cool, I don't know, moment. Anyway, right, we'll move on. Um, Let, let's move so, on. So, yeah. Zach, what, what tune have you got for us?
1: I have bought uh, Began by um, uh Yeah, so Maneskin are a Italian rock band. Um, I find them quite interesting because they have kind of topped the charts recently um, due to their recent Eurovision uh, Song Contest 2021 um, success. Um, they won it. Um and since then they've been incredibly popular and yeah, it's just interesting because um there's not much kind of rock right at the top of the charts these days. Um and not many non English speaking like um artists at the top. So like uh non-English speaking artists at the top, so because like everyone's either Canadian American or English. Um and it's nice to have a little change. Um this song in particular is um well, it's a cover um, originally, um, but um, it's it's really just an incredible cover and Manuskin used their style to influence how they play it as any band will do with, <laughs> with any cover. Um, and it's off their first album um, called Chosen, I think, which was released in 2017, which was a mix of their originals and their covers. Um, I think they also have Somebody Told Me by um, The Killers on there. Another great album. Um, cover uh, but this one Began is just it highlights Mane's skin style so well they they change up so much um, of like the texture and they really make it their own um, and that's why it's currently eighth in the charts um, so yeah I won the contest of uh, top 50 by picking the highest among the charts not um, <laughs> at a competition um, so I'll play a bit of that now
3: Riding high
2: When I was king I played at the hard and fast I had
1: everything I walked away You want me then But easy come and easy go And it's would So anytime I bleed You let me go Yeah, anytime I feel, You got me, no Anytime I see You let me know But the plan and see Just let me go I'm on my knees When I'm begging Cause I don't wanna lose you Hey, yeah Right, so that was Begin by Marneskin. Um, so the first thing to say about this is that there have been many covers about this over the years. Um, so the original was Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, um, their version. And then I think probably the most famous one, uh, the famous cover, most famous cover since then was uh, Madcon's cover, um, which got quite big about 10 years ago. It was on the radio a lot. Um, and they, so um, Marneskin had taken him inspiration from like both of those um tracks and you can really hear that but you can also hear how different it is in this um so they mix it up a lot in this track um it's a it's just a four four chord um tune but they change like what instruments are playing a lot to keep it interesting keep it fun to listen to um and I'll, i'll give you some examples so um just at the start um you uh you only hear the voice acapella um, with no instruments underneath it. Um, Damiano David's voice, that is. He is the lead vocalist for Manoskin. Um, And then when the groove comes in, um, it is a much busier groove than um, previous covers have been. Um, the guitarist is playing like more offbeat um, chords, uh, more of the offbeats, showing their funk influences. Um, and then there's a section um, around like the... I think it, no, it is just the verse um, where um, the bass, drums, and guitar are all playing stop time, where they just play like dun-dun-dun and then just stop for three beats and then dun-dun-dun again. And then there's like singing in the gaps, um, which leaves space for us to hear Damiano David's beautiful voice. Um, his kind of rugged, raspy, growling voice. Um, and um, yeah, it just it changes up um, what you're listening to and keeps it interesting. Uh, anyway, what, what did you guys think? of the song
0: yeah well i thought it was like i i I think the word is like furious like it felt it was like it was like furiously kind of funky it was was, it's like it's kind of it's like we're singing at you like this this is this is us playing music here you go um not not in a bad way though because it's obviously um yeah i I quite i quite enjoyed it um it's it's just um it's kind of, yeah, it's not, no frills, you know. They just, they they don't mess about with oh, yeah. presenting their ideas. They're just like, you know, we had this idea. Let's, let's just play it. And, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, the result is kind of, it's, you know, it's really confident and um, it works really well. you got to be confident when you're kind of doing a cover. You've got to own kind of how you're changing the song and how you're doing your own version instead of just trying to, like, emulate the original song. You've mm. got to, you know, you've got to try and own what you're doing. And that's definitely what they do, I think
3: yeah i think they yeah. brought so much energy to it like it kind mm. of feels like like you said kind of before furiously funky like that's kind of rhymes of like rage against the machine where that's so in your face but it's rock but it's also kind of not as well that i mean that's probably why it's become so popular because it's mm. got it's got that really kind of heavy rawr, kind of sh- like you said like in your face I, I just roared i don't know why i did that but um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but it's kind of very in your face and and it's just like in the best possible way in your face. Um, yeah. And like you said, yeah, just kind of presenting their ideas right at you. And I just like that. They, they really owned this song because it is the other versions are much more chill. Um, and I like the other versions. But... They're,
1: they're very different. Um, I think, yeah. What what you said, Jules, about it being kind of stripped back and quite in your face. Um, this is like a very raw version of it. It's very clear that mm. it's just four musicians playing like the music that they love. Um, and, like whereas in the other versions they're like there's like strings in the background which make it more chill here it's like you know it's just fast and furious um Mm. and um actually there's a really really cool bit just before the uh chorus um where um so after like the stop time session that i mentioned um it's building up and you're expecting the chorus to happen but um instead they do this pre-chorus thing which is taken from the madcon version um and it starts with just guitar and vocals. Um, so again, they're changing up the texture. They took out the drum and the bass. Um, and then four bars before the chorus, they bring in the drums and it starts to build. Um, but the bass is still not there. So it's doesn't it's not quite as full as you'd want it. And then the chorus comes in and they add the bass in there, and it's like, you know it's the chorus then, because it's got that thick bass tone at the bottom. Um and it's just it's just really clever. it, it is quite simple. Um like the way they're layering the instruments, but it's nice to hear them changing it up and not just like looping the same four bars over and over again. Um, so yeah, that's why I really love this song. Um, and uh, you guys got anything more to say?
0: I mean, did did we say that? Um, so yeah, you said they originally came out in 2017, but it kind of came back. Well, it came mm. into the kind of the global consciousness after the group's performance at the um, Eurovision Song Contest, which they won for uh,
1: for Italy with another song. Uh, yeah, Zitti b- b- e bu- Buoni. buoni. Um, well, sorry well to pronounced. any Italians <laughs> out there <laughs> completely butchered that. Um, yeah, it was the first rock song to win uh, Eurovision since 2006. Um, so it just shows how good it was uh, to win that. Oh, also, uh, quiz question. Um I feel like this is becoming a bit of a theme where I ask a quiz question. Um, But uh, what does Mane skin" mean? Is it like
3: it's not Italian? It doesn't sound Italian. No, it sounds like Norway. Norway, Norwegian. It sounds like kind of Scandinavian and yeah. yeah Wait, oh uh, am i on the right track you're 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 along the right lines yeah yeah uh, okay it like, a funny dot above the A. yeah it? it's got
1: is, is yeah, it an yeah. umlaut no it's not an umlaut no it's not i don't two know i don't
3: know what it is it's one dot it's like a singular
1: lout anyway um yeah it's danish for moonlight which actually surprised me uh, It doesn't it? seem like a very rock bandy oh. name um but it's uh that's actually lovely that's very It's quite nice yeah it's beautiful um yeah, I just um, want—I um, just want to
0: put it out there that um, I hate the European Song, uh, Eurovision Song Contest, uh, um, with, with passion. I know that Zephyr agrees with me on this.
3: I've never yeah. even listened to it. I
1: refuse. <laughs> Listen, you watch it. You guys are clearly too straight. Um, Eurovision song- <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest is is amazing, um, and. Watch it every year, guys. It's a great display of oh, music. Oh, um, God. No. <laughs> all countries I've in your, in your... <laughs>
0: never liked any of the songs that have come out of it. Maybe apart not... from Waterloo. Because that was the ABBA oh, yeah, song, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Obviously. That was there. Okay, that's probably, possibly the one, the one song that I'll that That's I'll ABBA. It's like different. That, think. Yeah. Actually,
3: speaking of ABBA, their new album, I haven't checked it out yet, but apparently it's good. ABBA has oh, a new album? Oh, yeah. Yes, they've apparently after that. 39 years or something like that. Yeah, exactly. released some new music apparently it's good though so i'm gonna go listen to it really? but yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, that's well, gonna be I... hitting the global top 50 soon
1: <laughs> yeah we'll have to do another episode for that no yeah. uh, the thing about eurovision though it's 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 kind of half about the presentation like the dancing the outfits as well as half about the music and it's so ridiculously over the top that it's like it's so fun to watch getting sidetracked um, on the eurovision oh yes yeah <laughs>
0: But I don't. Um, the thing that like I'm fine with everything being over the top, but like I feel like it takes itself too seriously.
1: Oh no! I don't. Mean, I don't think <laughs> people do. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no, oh no. <laughs> no I, I I don't agree with that. I think I don't think it takes itself seriously. Um, maybe it to does. Be fair,
0: you've I, definitely watched more of it than me, so you've yeah, got a know. more valid opinion. Um, maybe
3: we should watch it a lot, Jules, and then we can have our own opinions on it. Exactly. You we can, can't afford maybe, opinion we can about do something a
1: watch-along. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we can live stream it and everyone could join us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, anyway we, should, okay. we should probably move on. Um, yeah.
0: So um, that brings us to the end of part one, uh, the brief. And in part two, uh, we're doing the artist spotlight, but it's also going to be a kind of uh, like kind of debate and discussion because we're talking about Michael Jackson. Um, and obviously um it's, it's very controversial um in light of kind of what cu- what's come out in the recent years about uh what, what he did where when he was alive so we're going to have a discussion about how that affects um what no, no, how we should interpret his music but also um zephyr's going to talk talk about like the music itself as well so uh, stick around for that So welcome to part two of the sidetrack music podcast and so this part is going to be slightly more serious um than it usually is so zeth has chosen the spotlight as michael jackson and we're going to take the opportunity to kind of discuss um i mean actually i'll, I'll, I'll be clear about it uh, about if for those maybe if, if you if you don't know um so a few a few years ago i think um it came out that um uh michael jackson was uh i mean had committed, uh, sexual abuse and assault, uh, particularly on children and done lots of extremely terrible things. Um, and well, this prompted a debate, uh, kind of among the music community about how this affects, you know, can, can we still listen to his music in the same way? Um, and also there's, and there's a wider debate outside of Michael Jackson because there's, you know, lots of musicians, are uh, like slightly messed up people and, um, yeah, we, we, it's, it's difficult to know how, how that should affect how we listen to their music. So, therefore, I'll go to you first on your thoughts on it.
3: Yeah, so I I listened to Michael Jackson from a young age because um, my ma- I just, I love his music. Because um, these, these like, accusations had been around for years. They It's just they've only come through, like, properly to light through trials and things like that. But they were always there. They were always kind of known about. They just weren't as popular because people didn't want to they didn't want to hear about it because people love michael jackson too much he was too much of an icon but he did do those things and i just think that people can't ignore that he did those things when they're listening to his music because i think there's a lot of musicians uh, not musicians a lot of people who are such diehard fans of him that they refuse any of the mm. accusations that went on him because he was such a great musician and i think he was a great musician but he was also a very damaged person who did these horrible things and they can't be ignored and i just think that's a very important thing to just when when in regards to listening yeah. to his music because i do think his music is the best music in the world and i think he is the undisputed king of pop and that's why I've chosen best, him as an artist. Spot. Best like, music in the world. Best. Yeah, I'm like, not. That's uh, that is it's quite statement. quite a I, statement. Yeah. I know. It's. I listened to him from yeah. like four years of age, that, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. and he's my favorite songs are still Michael Jackson songs. Mm. Like, but yeah, yeah, we'll talk about more but, about the music later. This is we're now talking about this kind of discussion. So, Zach, that, Gio, yeah, you're so right so.
1: That there is a uh, there's people on that side of the argument who are such diehard fans that they could never even accept these um, accusations. And then there's people. Um, on the complete opposite side, who don't really care much about Michael Jackson's music. And I remember around this time, a lot of people emerged who were just being like, you know what? Like, you're horrible if you listen to Michael Jackson's music. He's a horrible person. You shouldn't listen to his music. And I think it's very easy to just say that if you're not a fan of his music and it doesn't kind of speak to you like it does to a lot of people. Um, And it made me think a lot around that time that is it right? to just completely write someone off and forget about them if they've done terrible things, or is it actually better to remember them as a terrible person as, and remember them as a kind of uh, a symbol that people in positions uh, like of power often exploit their power to remind us that, you know, the world isn't safe and that this stuff goes on. Um, cause I think it is important to remember bad things that happened. Um, you know, because we also don't want
3: them to repeat as well that's like a lot of the t- reason why mm, exactly. we kind of study history and all these horrible things people have done over the past it's so that we don't let them happen again and people will be more careful to watch like people are under much more scrutiny nowadays i mean i don't believe in cancel mm. culture but i do understand the holding people to account and watching them closely and making sure they don't do they aren't allowed to get away with things like this yeah um like r mm. kelly or the baby even recently with the statements he made i mean like that that's not allowed to pass people just won't let that go through anymore but i also don't think you should just completely write them off as a person you should let them you know be able mm. to correct their mistakes
0: I, I can, mm. I I can understand. Um, I mean, I completely understand people who, who really struggle to kind of separate the music from the person, because I think part of the whole Michael Jackson image back uh, when he was, you know, as you say, you know, King of pop was, you know, it, it wasn't just the music. It was the kind of whole style, his, mm. like the dancing as well. And he had, you know, it was, it was more than just the songs, It was a kind of whole image. So, because of that it's very difficult to separate like just the song itself from when you realize what kind of person he was what it was um, also the
3: charity and stuff he did as well he was massive like people are also using that as a reason to say oh he couldn't have done these things because he was such he gave millions to charity he was a very in public very giving person and he was a very lovely person but it just behind the scenes he just it did these awful awful things and people would use that as a way to say oh he can't have done those things because of this and oh look he gave to charity oh look he loved kids he couldn't have done these things he definitely could have i mean people power corrupts pretty much everyone i don't think i don't think there's many people in history that have not been somewhat corrupted Mm. by power um, this is getting yeah. very political actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're getting somewhat sidetracked from music, but, um, ah. <laughs> um...
0: but no, but it's an, it's an important, it's an important discussion. To have, an important think, because discussion. you know, the it's, it's songs were still played on the radio. Um, and it was a big thing when it came out, but it, I feel like it's kind of somewhat faded from, from, you know, the public
1: discourse. Um, uh, which isn't know, a good thing. Huh? It isn't a good thing. I think no. it should be yeah. talked about regularly. Um, yeah. And, that we appreciate that he, or we don't appreciate it, we we condone, we appreciate that he was a horrible man, um, but we can also go, he was a horrible man who made incredible music, um, or was involved in making incredible music. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, because just because someone's done awful actions, it doesn't mean everything in their life was awful, um, because there's music. I, yeah, well, I think people opinion, think in black
3: and white as well, a lot of the time, yeah. they're like, they can't think in, that you can be multiple things at once, there's a lot of people think, oh, they're this, so they can't be that. But yeah. you can also you can always be both things. I'm again gesturing. Keep forgetting that you can't see me, and I shouldn't <laughs> say that because it's annoying. But I do keep forgetting. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> bringing some light and laughter into um, this I
1: believe, gloomy discussion. Is it gesturing or, or gestating? <laughs> <laughs> I think gesturing. I think gestating something else. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, gesturing. Uh, why? I, what's gestating? I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it's to uh, carry a fetus in the womb from conception <laughs> to birth. <laughs> oh god, oh, heads no, in Zach. the gutter, Zach. I would be oh, no surprised no. if you were
0: just dating.
1: I, I, I was like, I'm gonna be so clever here and correct Zephyr <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Um, anyway, this a very serious fool.
0: discussion. <laughs> Okay so well what we're going to try to do now is kind of is separate the music from the man and what might help is uh saying that um actually a lot of the a lot of the music uh that Michael Jackson put put out there was not completely written by him um so Quincy Jones was a huge hugely influential figure um in 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 the 80s and still now um a really really acclaimed kind of producer and musician himself as well um but he was heavily involved especially in the kind of early michael jackson stage so like the kind of off the wall album and all that so he was heavily involved in writing a lot of the music for that and so it i guess it's a shame for him that like so much work that he kind of he put in has kind of been tainted by you know, the actions of, of someone else but i just wanted to point that out but anyway zephyr we'll let you get on to um Talking about, I don't know, your favorite tracks, album.
3: Well, well first, I was just going to mention a brief, like, history of Michael Jackson himself because I think that's important. Um, so he was born in 1958 um, in August, August 29th, and he died in June on June the 25th in 2009. So about 11, well, 12 years ago now. Um, and he, him and his brothers were part of a kind of group called, oh, it's completely gone out of my head, but it's the Jacksons, I think it is, and the Jackson 5. Jackson 5. The Well, the ja- oh, they, they were the younger one when they were younger, which was the Jacksons, and then it became the oh, Jackson yeah. 5, oh, right. which were the more musical brothers, because there's quite a few siblings, I think. Um, and their dad very much pushed um, them to do that sort of music. And they were on Motown, which also is a massive influence on the music. Because uh, Motown is kind of the funk of the summer seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. Um it was more sixties and seventies, actually, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But Motown was a very, very big re- record label, um, and they and Michael Jackson was part of that. That was his first sort of label he was on. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd mention that quick little brief history about him. But yeah. Um, so on to music, I guess um, he released quite a few albums. So epic was the first um album i think he released as a as a as a what's called a single artist he released on his own without his siblings because he did release a lot of music with the jackson five and he was the singer for that um also another thing to mention is his unique voice um which you can hear on pretty much everything um whenever you you could it's very very recognizable because um his voice is very high <laughs> to put it simply and he has a large range which and he can kind of he use he used a lot in all of his songs um so yeah mm-hmm. epic and off the wall the first kind of two big albums that he released um and then thriller was kind of one of the most popular ones i think he released yeah. which was uh i think the third or fourth album um and that one was absolutely huge. It had songs like Thriller on it. Um, and I think it had Wanna Be Starting Something as well, which is my favorite song. Um, well, one of my favorite songs by Michael Jackson. Um, then he released We Are the World, which was in the 80s. That was also a very popular um, album. I, th- I think it was an album, might have been a single, but that was very popular. Um, and that was um, released as an advert as well, I think, alongside with Pepsi, which was interesting. Um, he did a lot of collaborations. He was very, very wealthy. Um, and yeah, that's kind of a big overview. I mean, there's, he released music all the way into the 2000s. Um, that was Dangerous. Um, there was, Heal the World, uh, there was Heal the World Foundation and a bunch of halftime shows, which were super famous. Um, if you ever watched them, I can't remember which Super Bowl it was, but there was one where he jumped from four different stages and it looked like he was everywhere. And then he came up from the center uh, in the center of the stage and everyone went absolutely ballistic. So, yeah, I want to go back to kind of the epic, the kind of the first released album. And I want to talk about some songs from there. So I want to play a song off the album, off the wall, (laughs) off the album, off the wall. Um, I want to play (laughs) Rock With You, which is probably one of the most iconic ones off this album. So here's Rock With You by Michael Jackson. that was rock with you by michael jackson you could hear that iconic drum beat at the beginning um the fill which has been used i think it's probably been sampled millions of times i don't know it's a very popular drum beat and if you hear any drummer ever playing that you'll instantly know well most people will instantly know what song it is um so yeah rock with you is such a bop it's such a groovy tune the synth at the beginning playing the melody really quietly is just very nice it's kind of kind of sets the tone for the rest of the song it's all very laid back and chill and just very funky which is pretty much sums up all of michael jackson's music very funky very groovy very listenable very sing-alongable if that even Sing- is a word sing-alongable sing-alongable it is very it's, um, it's, very disco and very disco uh, yeah, yeah very oh, yeah. disco
1: yeah yeah um yeah it's why we, why we love his music yeah um
0: I mean, this album, I, I, I really, I think it's, it's probably my, my favorite one because it's kind of the most, like, I don't know, pure. I don't know. It's, it's the kind of, uh, like this. I, I mean, my actual favorite song for the album is "Off the Wall," which, but actually has a pretty kind of similar vibe. It's very smooth, um, um, kind of I don't know, frictionless uh, as, as you listen to it, and, um, I don't. Know, it's, like like sumptuous. I'm using all these adjectives. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I can't really put them into a sentence. But um, I, yeah, I, I really like this album. It's kind of it's, it's, it's not it's not over the top in any way. It's just really really kind of well written. Um, and yeah, what we, I mean the, it's, it's an iconic song. But there's lots of other iconic songs in the album as well
3: yeah speaking of over top things um the next album that i want to talk about or kind of songs from album is thriller which was released in 1982 and um if you've seen the video for thriller it's mm. <laughs> i actually haven't watched it since i first watched it because it terrified me so much when i was about like <laughs> seven when i watched it um it's it scared it scared the ever living daylight out of me um <laughs> i don't think i've ever said that before but um it, it, it scared me a lot but that album and that the, the videos for that are iconic um and they're very popular for a good reason i mean there's <clears> such songs as pyt human nature billy jean beat it thriller wannabe starting something and the collab that he did with paul mccartney which is the girl is mine all on just that album um i mean some of those songs you guys probably don't know and i don't even know if zach and jules know them but "Wanna Be starting something <laughs> is one of my favorite songs ever um but i don't want to play that one because that one's too underground, I think. Um so we're gonna play I think Beat It from that album. Oh what a good choice. So here's Beat It. yeah that was beat it from thriller the album and i i kind of i really like the kind of direction that you could hear michael jackson going in so from off the wall it's much more disco and funk kind of more from the motown influences they had when he was younger with his brothers um but then in this album it's kind of heading to i mean particularly in this song beat it is very much the kind of the rockiest song from this album but it's kind of heading more towards that sort of style with them. The kind of very straight ahead drums and the kind of the rock guitar with lots of distortion. It's just, I just really like that style. It's very gritty and his singing sits perfectly on top of that because it it fits Mm. perfectly in an R and B funk setting, but it also fits really well in the rock setting. His voice is very dynamic, which is one of the reasons I loved his music so much. Um, And it's also very, just a very catchy song and a very cool, cool song. Uh, we were all singing along just before when we were playing it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: Um I love how well it goes on from Thriller, which is the track just before it in the album. Because um, I, I listened to it at the start, um, like just the opening to beat it. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I still kind of hear like like werewolfy noises. Um, you know, like the woo, and like the the really like intense synth going like doo do It sounds like like um i don't know like an anthem like you'd have in like a scary zombie movie or something oh, which, or like a which gothic sort
3: of anthemic yeah, yeah. like large um, organs <laughs> sort of rah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah 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 exactly and yeah. um
1: it kind of it just it goes on really well from thriller before then it's a nice link um and oh god that bass line jesus christ <sighs> um it's so good
3: every single bass line from Michael Jackson's music is iconic that is probably why bass is my favourite like component of most songs because of of Mm. Michael Jackson's iconic bass lines I mean it's probably what got me into bass playing it because I'm a drummer predominantly but and also his drumming lines are great, but the yeah. bass parts are really what do it for those songs. It's so gri- driving. And then his really high vocals on top really fills out those two spaces. And then the middle ground's always filled out by the brilliant instrumentalist that he brought on and the brilliant instrumentals written by mostly Quincy Jones. So, yeah. Mm. um, So that album was a great one, but we're going to go on to another album. Um, so we're going to skip past Bad, and I think we're going to skip... Maybe even past Dangerous. I mean, Dangerous is a I'll talk about a few songs from Dangerous. So Black or White was quite an interesting song, I thought, coming from Michael Jackson. because um, again, a quite he had quite a few controversies with everything he did, to be honest. Um but um <laughs> yeah. I think he had a skin condition. I'm not sure what it's called. I think it's Vitalago or something like that, but it basically causes uh dark people with darker colored skin to like basically go lighter. Um so I d- I don't want to say he bleached his skin but uh like I think what he did was he kind of made it more even because what Vitalago does is is only certain parts of your skin that go that color so I think he just wanted to make his skin look more even um so I'm not sure if he bleached it or or what if it was just the disease that he had but either way this song is about the kind of the difference of colors and how mm. it should be ignored which I think is quite cool and interesting coming from someone with that skin condition who was raised in a black household because he is he is his family and all of him, they're they're black, but he then became came across as not he doesn't look at all black um from I and mean, he had a lot of plastic surgery as well, which he also denied that he had because he was that kind of guy. But in all the interviews you ever watch with him they always like say, oh, so what plastic surgery did you get? And he's just like, I've never had surgery in my life. And he's, he, he also spoke very highly, which is quite interesting when you hear him. He's like, I, I never did that. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. A really good impression. <laughs> 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 it's really good. <laughs> um, I'm getting sidetracked. But yeah, that, that's a really great song. And that's also quite rocky, which I really like. And the video for that's great. And then there's also Jam from that album and dangerous as well which is the name of the album but um i want to go on to invincible which was um one of the last albums he released um him i think what i think it is the last album he actually ever released um apart from michael in 2010 but that is the last one that was sort of i think semi-popular actually no it was the last one he released when he was alive i was wrong yeah yeah invincible was the last one he released so that was in 2001 and to be honest it wasn't as popular as a lot of the other albums that he released like thriller and bad and well bad is off thriller but um (laughs) anyway i'm getting sidetracked it the song that i want to play from this album which is my favorite michael jackson song ever is called you rock my world so here's you rock my world from invincible by michael jackson
1: the same, but girl you came and changed, the way I look, the way I do I cannot explain, the things I feel for you, but girl you know it's true, I'll stay with me, i feel my dreams, and I'll be all you
3: need. So yeah that was you rock my world from his last released album that well, Michael Jackson's last released album uh, invincible in 2001 um so i just really really like this track i just find it so groovy it kind of again goes back to those kind of funk roots i love the bassline the lyrics are really like fun the the like his singings always always brilliant but it's just the melodies are just really really catchy to me um And I just, yeah, it's just a big, it's just a cool bop. It just, it's like kind of one of those, I just really want to dance to it. In the music video, there's a lot of dancing. And I mean, in most of Michael Jackson's music videos, there's a lot of dancing because he was a brilliant dancer. Uh, I think Jules mentioned before. Um, And yeah, it's very influential. The moonwalk, one of his most influential dances. I mean, he is, he was an incredible, is, was an incredible um, showman and performer just in all, all regards. Um, So yeah, that was that track. Hope you guys enjoyed that track. But there's one last track, um, an album I want to talk about. It's called Escape and it was released. It was basically a bunch of old tapes that Michael Jackson had kind of a lot of demos that he'd recorded kind of in his studio, I think with producers and they hadn't been fully produced. So someone, I think a modern producer, it might have been Quincy Jones actually, um, basically reproduced it and there's one my favorite one off that album is called love never felt so good and this was in 2014 and i think um justin timberlake i think he released um he was on one of them he featured on one of them but there's on that album there's the original versions which is the ones that michael jackson just demoed and then there's the kind of reproduced modern version with lots of modern synths and sounds and stuff um and it's quite a cool album if you guys want to go check it out um but do you guys have anything you want to talk about in regards to any of his music or anything in particular?
1: No, I mean, I'm just getting back to the track we just played. Um, you rock my world. I mean, you, you can't say that Michael Jackson doesn't know how to write a groove because I mean, bloody hell, that that is one, one groovy groove. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> Jules was actively creasing just then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you saw me yep uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay well
0: i guess i guess that that brings us to a natural close uh, that was a, a more more serious uh, artist spotlight than usual i think it was it was a discussion uh, important to have but it, and it was also quite interesting uh to go through i mean Zephyr's, in Zephyr's opinion, the greatest music in the world oh, yeah. which um
1: they yeah. have Change my mean, mind! T- I dare you. Talk about
0: controversial statements.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Well, that is a challenge for all the um, fans of the soundtrack music podcast. Yeah, change if you if you, mind. Can, if you can drop <laughs> the,
0: some. The next brief is the greatest music in the world. <laughs>
3: <laughs> change my um, mind! I dare no. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ain't well, gonna yeah, We'll see about that, but yeah. But anyway, um, okay. yeah So, so that was um, the unsuitable about Michael Jackson. Um, in part one, we talked. We had a brief set by Zach of um, the global top fifty, uh, and we had Levitating, begging and Peaches. Peaches <laughs> got her in the end. Um, <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah, so if you enjoyed the podcast, please do uh, subscribe so you can get the next episodes. Uh, leave a review and a rating uh, where you can, and tell your friends and family about it to help spread the podcast because it really helps. I know it's annoying nice to ask, but um. It really helps with the podcast. So thanks for listening and uh, see you next
1: time. Sidetrack the music podcast.